0: Serving size is just a suggestion. I think it's episode 23.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: So 23 episodes of me being the co-host of I Love You, Her Hate Here and me being joined by my insufferable co-host, Connor. I Yeah, you're right.
1: It's been almost half a year.
0: I think we're both kind of insufferable, though.
1: I think you take two people who are insufferable by themselves and you bring them together And they're still insufferable. (laughs) (laughs) I think that
0: there has to be like some tiny, tiny bit of like narcissism when starting a podcast where it's like, hey, people are going to care what we think about and talk about.
1: I think it was well documented early on that uh, we actually hate to hear ourselves talk.
0: Oh, yeah. Editing this podcast is painful. And I've gone on record saying that quite a few times during this is that just hearing my voice is just like, you know how like people put their nails on a chalkboard? and it's like screech. I do, I do. I know it's exactly like that, what but I have a hundred arms and hands all doing it on various different chalkboards.
1: That reminds me of that scene in, is it Ace Ventura when he's like interrogating somebody? And yes. He, and he takes <laughs> out like a, a fork and knife and he like puts it on a plate just like... Eh. Yep, those are great movies.
0: Truly, truly. I thought you were going to say it reminds you of the scene in The Simpsons when Bart's writing on the chalkboard, which is literally every single intro of The Simpsons.
1: <laughs> I... I, I don't think I've seen an episode of The Simpsons since, like, 2007. It still
0: holds up. I mean, I've seen some episodes, not a lot, but that show is still going on. And the act, the voice actors are probably up there in age. So, like, are they just going to keep doing it? Like, if the guy who voices Homer passes away, are they just going to keep going at it and just find somebody to replace him? Because there's probably endless amounts of, like, voice actors that can replicate Homer's voice.
1: Right. Like, uh, I think it was over the summer, last summer, that uh, the... The voice actor for Cleveland, who I think was a white person, uh, announced that they were no longer going to be doing the role, and they found a person of color um, to do that role. And he sounds sounds just like him. Sounds yeah. just like Cleveland, which is cool. If you have a
0: talent to do impersonations, like uh, Jay Farrow, I think does some pretty good ones. He was on, I think he was on Saturday Night Live. He
1: did like a yeah. Jay Z one and a Barack Obama one, which is pretty good. Jay Farrow was excellent. I I really enjoyed watching his stuff, and I, I hope he's doing well.
0: That was very that was very wholesome and sentimental. I hope that he's listening to this, Jay Farrow, If you want to come on the podcast, just let us know.
1: I'm actually intimidated. I'd be intimidated if he <laughs> came
0: on. I know it'd be like he would just keep doing. Would do you think he would be able to do an impersonation of us, like within meeting us for like five minutes?
1: I I don't like the idea of that because do you think I've,
0: that that is like do you think that somebody who does impersonation just listens to a voicing and like can like do it or do you think they practice for hours doing it? Like, is it a natural talent or is it? I think something it's, that takes time to practice and like perfect.
1: I think it depends on the range. Like I yeah. feel like I feel like my voice is higher than a lot of voices he does. Um, so I I don't know. I think I think some people do have a knack where they can just hear it and like you know turn it
0: yeah. on. We need to get an impersonator on and see what their method of acting is because it's like. Do they just stand in front of a mirror for hours? Like, I don't know if you play The Sims, but in order to get your charisma skill up in The Sims, you literally stand in front of a mirror and practice a speech. Like, is that what they're doing? And they're just looking in a mirror, like, practicing to be Jay Z? Or does he just, like, listen to Jay Z, then he gets a rhythm for it, and then just does it?
1: I bet you he does listen to him because I don't know if you've heard Jay Z laugh, but Jay Z has oh, a. It's spot on. Jay Z has
0: a distinct laugh.
1: Yeah, if you just hear Jay Z talk and then you try to do a laugh based on the voice, you're not going to get it. You, he has, like, a distinct uh, laugh sound, and Jay Farrell nails it.
0: Yeah, Jay is great. And, like, same with, like, the Barack Obama. He's such a distinct voice. I read his most recent book, which is called Promised Land, I think. And, like, I kept reading every single word in his voice because it's that distinct that I kept reading the book. And was kind of like an audio book in my brain because I could not get his voice out of my head.
1: Does he type in us every ninth word? <laughs> yep. <laughs> It'll be just like every other word,
0: which is like, uh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Carrying on from like voices and names and stuff, I have a few names for you, which is a weekly segment. Don't know how long it's going to last, but I have a few things for you and I want to see what your thoughts are. Hit me. Terry Potter instead of Harry Potter. Hate it. So if after the fact, Harry Potter has been out for decades and jk rowling is like hey i'm gonna change the name to terry because you know she has this thing where she likes to change things in the harry potter universe after the fact like she added a third dumbledore brother um voldemort snake used to be human woman apparently all of these different things and then it's just like hey it's terry potter now you're not a fan
1: i'm not a fan. the only time i've really enjoyed like switching names well i'm i guess it's not totally related but terry makes me think of it is uh Parks and Rec, where they have Barry, Terry, Jerry. Yeah. Like, that's a time where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I do enjoy them switching their right. names up. But I, I would not enjoy a Harry Potter being Terry Potter.
0: Yeah, I don't think he would go to Hogwarts.
1: No. Nah. Now, Terry Potter yeah. sells, like, he sells ink and copy paper at Staples. That's what <laughs> Terry Potter does. Uh, what yeah. about,
0: uh, instead of Dick Sporting Goods, it's Richard Sporting Goods.
1: Okay, Richard's sporting goods is a little bit more formal, a little more proper. That's where you're going for your golf and for your lacrosse stuff. Maybe your polo? I don't know if they yeah, sell so, polo. So that's
0: though. like a guy like Richard's sporting goods is like for frat guys who wear like cargo shorts, white sperries, and like have yes. a cardigan wrapped around their waist with like a polo.
1: Exactly. Yep. And you, like, you
0: nailed it. Drinking claws. Ain't no laws when drinking claws, dude. Ha ha Speaking of like, ha, 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 do you think that we need to do you think that it's become a problem <laughs> within our friend group where yeah. we say things to be ironic, but it becomes a part of us? Like I would say, come on, bro, like and use bro is like some sort of ironic thing because I was always like, oh, people say bro kind of right. douchey. But now I have it's a part of my vocabulary. It's kind of like tapered off over time, but it still was something that I used more frequently than I wanted to.
1: I feel that. I mean I do like the Sa'date, I do Sa'id, <laughs> high tides, like I do that as I did that I started doing that as like mocking people who I heard use it. And again, I don't know if they were using it ironically, but it's become a part of me. And it's something that I've 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 been doing now for since college, so like four or five years. Uh, and you know, is it a problem? I don't really think so. I think us like identifying it. Self awareness, self awareness, key. key. Yes. The, the reason I ask that is because
0: editing these podcasts and listening to our insufferable voices, mm-hmm. w- we say shouts out <laughs> a bit too much for my liking.
1: <laughs> we can always, you know, we can always pair that back. Maybe. I, know.
0: I, I do, I do cut it out sometimes, but it's like shouts out to Herman Miller, shouts out <laughs> to candy bars, just random stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, it's funny, but it's just like something that we did humorously or to be funny and i was just like you do it without thinking it's like um conditioned your brain to like do these things
1: right 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 and de- t- yeah our friend tanner does you know he yeah. does something
0: he, he went from he instead of like saying today and wednesday tuesday monday he goes to d so di so he goes to d yesterday and then for tomorrow he goes tomorrow. he goes monday tuesday it's uh, i i hate him
1: yeah, I, I heard he's actually missed some meetings because Outlook doesn't recognize Tuesday as a proper day in the calendar. <laughs> he's
0: like, oh, no meetings on Tuesday. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's a meeting with the CEO of his company. Yeah. <laughs> he's not here. He's fired. <laughs> Do you think that there are, like, names that have been ruined historically or, like, culturally because, like, I mean, the f- most obvious one is probably Hitler but because yeah. of the genocide and the Holocaust and everything. But, like, is there another name that comes right to mind where you think, hey— Every time I see this name, I'm going to associate it with this person. So, like, Adolf is probably that name where most people are like, uh,
1: okay. Yeah, I, th- I think more recently than Adolf has been Karen. And to a much lesser extent, I think, you know, genocide to wanting to see the manager is a big jump. But I think Karen's like one of those names where when somebody says it, either there's like it's used in a joking way or people immediately think of a certain hairstyle, maybe some big glasses um done up nails wanting to talk to a manager and being annoying yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna beep that right yeah okay all right cool yeah but you're exactly right (laughs) wow Um,
0: did you know do you did you ever watch my name is earl with jason lee Mm,
1: wait uh is Jason Lee the guy from, so I, I'm a man of culture, so I don't, I didn't watch, My Name is Earl, but I did watch the 2007 Chipmunk movie. Was he yes, in that? Yes, yes, that is yep. the
0: same, the same guy.
1: Yes, yeah, I know who he is.
0: So he has a few kids, okay. Um, Good one for kid, him. One kid, One kid he named Pilot Inspector. Ah, uh, okay. P-I-L-O-T. Right. Inspector, I-N-S-P-E-K-T-O-R. So he spelled it with a K, not a C and in Inspector.
1: That's disgusting. That's... And he
0: said that the son's name was inspired by the rock band Granddaddy, and the song is called He's Simple, He's Dumb, He's the Pilot. So imagine you're that what? son and your father's like, It's inspired by a song, He's Simple, He's Dumb, He's the Pilot.
1: That is absurd. Um, I feel like calling <laughs> I feel like calling like ASPCA on this man. To get his kid. To... Wait, is it, is that the animal one? Is it like Arms of an Angel serum? <laughs> yes. What's is it? CPS, like Child Protective
0: prote- CPS.
1: <laughs> let's 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 call them both. Let's call them both ASPCA and CPS. This okay. man should not be in charge of other lives. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and then it just kind of makes me think of like names, how like Daenerys from Game of Thrones and like Kelsey. She goes by both those names, and how that was kind of like a spike in popularity, popularity for girl names back during the Game of Thrones. Right. Honestly, like it was a cult worshipping, which I'm totally on board with. Game of Thrones is easily top two favorite television show of all time, right behind Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like Game of Thrones, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. I have to talk myself out of watching it because it's such a time suck and I could binge watch it all the time. But I've never felt a viewing experience quite like Game of Thrones in film, in show, in anything. It was I'm still blown away by it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of names that are like spiking in popularity. Maybe what about like Drake? Drake's like, probably more popular. Drake's probably getting really popular, but those kids are probably like seven, eight, yeah, and, and younger. Do you, do you think somebody named their child Gambino after Childish Gambino? I hope not. I kind of <laughs> hope not. I don't know. I feel like, like Gambino Gambi-
0: probably a dog's name or like a cat's name.
1: I feel like Gambino is a name that assigns you a role in life. Like I feel like if you're if you're nine years old and your name's Gambino. You are like if there's a mob, you're part of it. <laughs> you're you're running. Well, Gambino's like a crime family. Like I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Al Capone is a part of it. I think maybe. It's was a he great head of the. He might have been ahead of the Gambino crime family.
1: It's a great name. It's really fun to say Gambino. 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 Gambino.
0: Oh no! It was John Gotti. John Gotti was the head of the Gambino crime family.
1: John Gotti with a shiny Bugatti. Yeah yeah
0: yeah a shoddy like John Gotti John Gotti is one of the most name-dropped mobsters in hip-hop songs
1: was it on Illmatic
0: I don't know but that's a good segue we recommended uh, albums to listen to I recommended Illmatic Connor recommended uh, photographs and
1: memories yeah by John uh, sorry 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 Jim crochet yeah
0: which I didn't think I knew Jim crochet but I totally do know him I knew a few of those songs and Wow what a beautiful album
1: yeah, it's it is it's a beautiful album. He's got some he's got some great storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And Illmatic is. I feel like if anybody listens to hip hop, I think they recognize that Illmatic's like one of those. I, I don't even know what like the term it would be like untouchable. Like it's just held in such high regard. Um,
0: yeah, it was impeccable listening experience. Did you know that he was seventeen years old when he recorded most of that album?
1: <sighs> no, but I feel feel really bad now really bad because i'm coming up on wait 20 oh wow i'm gonna be nine years older than he was when he recorded that welcome to adulthood being 26 is not uh doesn't look great but i was just gonna say his illmatic was just recently uh included what is it called when congress is like this is important we should save it like uh the think it's called
0: the congress hall of fame
1: it's (laughs) <laughs> some, it's it is it's something of oh, like
0: Congress, though, right? something like the Library of Congress or some sort
1: of... Oh, yeah. The al- in 2021, the album was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. So, yeah. Congrats, Nas. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. There is... So, in our last
0: episode, we were going through names again. And I talked about Lindsey Graham and how Lindsey is properly spelled L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. And then I said, it's kind of like Stephen with a V is superior to Stephen with a PH. Uh, Stephen Prince, our good friend and listener of the pod, was upset with me again. So I'm sorry, Stephen, for saying that the PH Stevens are inferior. I mean, it is true, but I'm sorry. Um, this is a formal invitation, Stephen. If you would like to come on the I Love It Here, I Hate It Here podcast and hash this out and you want to join us for an episode, we'll be more than happy to have you on as a guest, uh, esteemed th- colleague
1: we would we would definitely welcome steven on here we'd also uh, you know welcome you know i think we're gonna be we're gonna be pretty open to invitations. so if you want to come on you know reach out to to steven or myself because i've i've heard some positive reviews from last week's episode when we had our friend tyler on
0: yeah so if anyone wants to steven if nicole wants to join us she can do it um connor if dave your dad wants to join us for a podcast episode i'm totally down yeah, it's not going to happen but he's a myth a legend a great human being and I think that's that's all we have for like intro stuff um, Falcon Winter Soldier new episode came out last Friday and it was just phenomenal no spoilers going to be said or anything like that but the show is blowing my expectations because after WandaVision I was like you know can Marvel really do as much moving forward with these TV shows and character building and everything and the answer is yes I was an idiot to even question it
1: it's it's gone it's it's following like the the progression that wandavision did for me where the first two episodes i was i was like so so on and then i think it was three or four I, i was like fully on board and that's what's happened with uh with this show as well and uh it's it's i feel like it's not it's not cool to be like you know this this giant company this giant production organization is just putting out great content but they are it's uh really well made i'm surprised at how much I'm enjoying it. And the last shot of this was episode four, right? This most recent yep. one. The last shot of episode four is Iconic. I think I think it's I think it's uh, better than any last shot in Wandavision.
0: Oh, it's in it's probably like one of the best shots in the whole Marvel cinematic television universe because it's such a change from what you're seeing with yep. that imagery. And you know, we're not gonna spoil anything, so you have to watch episode four of <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier to see what we're talking about. So yeah. that's all. Uh, before we do get into the Love of Aid it's my album recommendation for the upcoming week is going to be Fearless by Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is doing a thing where she's re-releasing her old songs because Gouda Braun has his foot on her throat for the masters, and she is not able to get any sort of rights to her music formally made. So she's just re-releasing her songs with a different cover album and like some different sounds here and there. And it's great. It's The Deluxe version, I think, is on Spotify, so it's like an hour and a half, but it's an hour and a half of worthiness because it's great.
1: Is she doing changes to the the, the instrumentation and stuff like that? I think that
0: a too? little bit. There's a little bit of different sound in there, so it's not like a full-blown copy. Like Not like a total remaster. It's like some changes here and there to make it so that she owns the music.
1: Gotcha. Are you... Hey,
0: St- hey, Steven is still on the song, and it's a banger.
1: Have you... Yeah. It's a little, little plug for yourself. <laughs> Has she, have you gone back, you know, you got big into Folklore and Evermore. Have you gone back and gone through her discography?
0: I really need to. I haven't. I've listened to Fearless, obviously, a few times. Folklore, more than a few times because it's a perfect album. And then Evermore, I've listened to a few times. But I've not gone through, like, Teardrops on My Guitar and all that
1: version of Taylor. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you think of, of her older stuff. My recommended album for this week is, it's a recent well, a relatively recent drop. I don't know exactly when it came out, but it's uh, that's what they all say. It's, I think, the first feature-length album from Jack Harlow, Kentucky's own. Uh, you know, you and I, I think, are pretty positive on him. You know, What's Poppin' was... I think that might have been one of the biggest songs of 2020. Um, but he also had Tyler Hero, which is a really, really fun track. And uh, I just think it's, you know, it's not what did we say was perfection or a masterpiece last time is like no misses on an album yes. this, this album is not perfect but it's still fun to see somebody who i feel like we're just he's just starting to get on like really big or i guess like last year he got really big so yeah um there's a handful of songs on here that i particularly enjoyed i liked rendezvous which is the first one face of my city um what else Same guy with Adam Levine was an interesting track that I kind of like. (laughs) And keep it light. Yeah, so those I I like the project overall.
0: Yeah, so we'll let you know our thoughts next week when we listen to them and dive into them. And now we're going to get started with the love-its and hate-its. I'm going to steal the spotlight and go first if that's okay Mm, with you. Big surprise, big surprise. Because something magical has happened in the last two weeks. What's that? The sun has been out oh so that's and i don't mean- know about you but when i'm in my house like during the winter and it's gray outside it depresses the hell out of me like seasonal affective disorder all of that stuff like you need the sunlight to feel better and this last week it was like 70s like i had windows open and heard birds chirping and got to go outside and, for a walk with like my dog and like sh- shorts and a t-shirt and it just does so much for your esteem and your confidence and your overall like mental health like having the sun showing and it after the after 2020 and the whole pandemic thing like it's gonna sound cheesy but like the sun coming out is like a the dawn of a new day or something like that because as it's getting into spring people are getting vaccinated and stuff it's like okay things are getting better and that's kind of what the sun and spring everything kind of signifies to me is that things are going to get better like mentally health-wise all of that stuff
1: yeah i'm in a similar boat with you where the, yeah, the, the weather definitely impacts how I feel. I think that's almost universal with, with humans. Uh, and it is it is different than last year at this time, right? Like, of course, we did have spring coming about, but we also had, with coming, the, the change of weather, we also felt the change in just how society was where we weren't really sure what was going to come next. And to be fair, we still don't totally know what's coming next, but I'm I'm generally more hopeful at this right. point than I was last year.
0: No, I'm fully with you there, so we'll have to see how the next few weeks play out, but I'm just, I'm glad the sun is back because it's, can be warmer out and I like warmer weather than the cold, depressing winter.
1: Agreed. So and you... I hate
0: it here, I hate it here, I hate it here, I hate it here because of technology. And it's funny because we're recording this using technology, like my whole life is technology, I work on a computer for a living and all of that stuff. I game on a computer, I call people on a technology i was had my most recent therapy session and we were talking about technology and how and we're talking about how if somebody doesn't like text you back or somebody doesn't like your post or somebody doesn't do this or that it's like these is it would microaggression be the word i don't know because i know that microaggression is used when talking about like race racist terminology and things like that but it's like a a micro something where it's like, oh, this person didn't do this. So maybe they don't like me. This person didn't do this. So maybe they just don't want to talk to me. And it's one of those things where it can cause your brain to spiral and like anxiety can start to form like, Hey, this person didn't text me back. Hey, this person didn't like my post. This person didn't like my tweet. This person didn't yada, 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 yada. And it's like this downward spiral where it's like, oh, everyone doesn't like me. And we're kind of talking about how, you know, social media is a strong contributor of this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my post didn't get, like, 60 likes. I need to delete it. Like, I know people that if their threshold of likes doesn't hit, like, 100 on an Instagram post, they, like, delete it. Or if their story doesn't get this many views, they delete it. And it's like, I'm not to that level of my social media compulsion. Like, I will just tweet whatever I want or, like, post whatever I want. I don't really care that much. But so there's something like that serotonin that dips into your brain where it's like, yes, people are seeing this and I feel vindicated. Social currency, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we were talking in, from, like, a larger scope, like... I don't know how like current elementary school middle school, and high schoolers are going to be doing like years from now like there's social media if you think about it like this current version of Twitter is like only a decade old and Facebook and things like that youtube like it's grown so much in that ten year period that when we had Twitter and stuff in school it was like we could say whatever we wanted and not have a paper trail to be honest
1: yeah when we were I remember using Twitter in high school and I would text
0: we, a number on my phone to do a tweet. It was yes. like 44044 or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, that was 40404. And I would, te- I would text something to that to send a tweet. And I would get the tweets to my phone. Now we have an app.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I feel you with the technology kind of hurting. But it makes
0: me worry. It makes me worried because we don't have like case studies of what social media is doing, but we already know that it's addictive. We already know these things. Like there was that social dilemma documentary on Netflix that came out talking about the negativity of social media. But like these kids like, are growing up with it. Like, Girls are taking pictures that they probably shouldn't be doing. Like, I was reading some threads on Reddit about it and from teachers talking about how students are doing this, this, and this to be popular on Instagram and not really recognizing the negative connotation or the negative aspect of what they're doing, but they just want to do it to be popular on social media. And it's like, this is going to be very problematic and I'm hesitant or nervous to see what the actual result is 20 years from now from like case studies and things like that and how perception is twisted from this upcoming generation of is it gen z or are we on gen
1: i don't know what's next (laughs) do we do like the excel thing where we move from z to like aa
0: yes so the gen aa is going to be screwed
1: yeah 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 um yeah it's a good question i don't know what's going to happen I, i was just thinking so let's say in the future you have a kid and you name them pilot inspector, and they're like, in <laughs> what age are you gonna one get them a cell phone? Which I think is something we've talked about. But two, like, what when are you gonna be like, yeah, sure, you can have a a yik yak if that's ever gonna come back, or like a Twitter or anything like that.
0: My kid might get a phone in eighth grade, not before that. They might have like an iPad as like an elementary school, middle schooler. But I didn't get a phone till the end of eighth grade, maybe freshman year of high school. That's when I would feel comfortable giving my child a phone.
1: Yeah, I think I might. I might be a little sooner than you. I think I, if they have the option to give those dumb phones, like a jitter bug for a kid. Yeah, that's true. Maybe well, the thing get... is
0: when we were kids, a home phone was very common. So if I was at your house, I would just pick up the home phone and be like, "Hey, mom, can yeah. you come pick me up from Connor's?" Whereas now it's like, sixth graders are they want to hang out with their friends? What if the mom's not home and they don't have a phone there? So that's when it's kind of problematic because the um, home phone is becoming obsolete. Is problematic because how are you going to get a hold of the parents if you know if connor's parents aren't home and connor hits his head on a kitchen counter and baby steven's there and there's no phone to call somebody you know
1: yeah baby steven would bandage me up
0: baby steven did pick your pockets and then just walk away <laughs> <laughs> but i'm <laughs> uh, got your, two I'm, bucks in here i'm going to the meyer gas station getting some candy heck yeah dude <laughs> heck yeah, actually... yeah that's just how i feel like technology while good is also very problematic and i guess we'll see how it goes i mean like i said it's grown so much in just this decade of like modern technology that i can only imagine what's gonna be in like 20 years
1: yeah maybe we'll do an episode uh in april of 2031 and It'll uh be
0: on a floating cloud and
1: dude in a way technology's <laughs> come a long way but in others it's it's fallen vastly short of people's expectations where's my floating car speaking of floating car i did i tell you i went to thanksgiving with my cousins in jersey like 2018, I think it was. It was Thanksgiving 2018. And this guy uh, had just gotten a Tesla. And uh, he was like, you know, obviously flexing. But he was, people were talking about him, about the autonomous driving. He's like, you know what? We're, we're only two years away from it being like a reality. And people are like, what do you mean? Two, like two years from you being able to press a button and the car picks you up and takes you wherever you want to go? And he's like, yeah, I'll be able to, I will be able to come back to this place in two years from now. And I will have taken a nap in my car while it drove me here. I was like, I, I wasn't getting into it because I didn't really know these people all that well. <laughs> but it's, I mean, we're we're way far. We're way short on that in technology. I didn't mean to go on a tangent, but in some ways we're, we've come a long way and others, like we're way behind what people thought. Is that why um, you hate it here? No, my hate it here is doctors on sugar. So, I mean, and what I mean by that is like the recommended daily sugar intake.
0: I thought you meant that that was like a thing like doctors without borders and then there's doctors on on sugar is a different thing. Where there's yeah, doctors the, using sugar, that was a yeah, bad joke. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll shut up. You can talk now.
1: Yeah, actually, doctors on sugar is an organization where they camp out in convenience stores and you just slap candy bars out of your <laughs> hands when you're buying. Is that what Michelle
0: Obama implemented when she was doing the health kick? Was just
1: she did okay, that, I'll I'll, sta- I'll that evil that evil witch. Talk. Um. Anyways, I was just gonna say, is, um, yeah, I hate to here because of the daily recommended sugar intake. Now, Stephen i know you're a medical professional but if you were to say you know this is how much how many grams of sugar the average adult male should have in a day versus the adult female how many do you think a man or a woman should have
0: is it measured in grams in grams okay 40 grams of sugar
1: for men or women
0: men 35 grams for women
1: So I was surprised to see there's actually a difference between these two, but it's 36 for men and 24 grams for women. I was actually closer
0: than I thought.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's lower than I'd want to see as somebody who grew up drinking pop and who really loves fruits and loves desserts. I'm, you know, I'm down in 36 grams of sugar by noon sometimes, which I realize isn't a great thing, but.
0: To your best life, dude.
1: (sighs) Is it my best life? Like (laughs) I got, I, I got my, my blood work done. A little sidebar for the podcast, but I haven't had a physical, like a doctor physical, since in four years, and so I finally, I'm like, you know what, I've had this insurance thing, I should probably take advantage of it and go see a doctor, and she ordered me to get all my blood drawn and uh, analyzed, and it turns out I have like a slightly high blood glucose level, which is, I think it's related to my sugar intake, and so I'm supposed to like cut back a little bit on it. Yeah, and that would make sense. Y- you m- you may say like, oh, you know, these are medical professionals who are just looking out for your best interests, and you should really take what they have to mind. And I just want to say, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to keep doing the things that make me feel good, but I know are not healthy to me.
0: Serving size is just a suggestion.
1: Thank you. That's you know what? Forget my doc. I'm going with the Stephen Bryant. <laughs> B. Wait, do you have a B.A. right? You have a B.A. Stephen and brian ba over the the md i'm doing it about to be an med dude med a med just kidding. medical professional
0: yeah because i'm getting my doctorate in sugar
1: wait are you actually, are you announcing your your next move no no not okay. yet okay um so that was my yeah i hate it here because of uh doctors you know saying i shouldn't have as much sugar even though i know they're right i just don't want to do it but i w- my love it here is hiking so uh you, if the podcast sounds different it's because i'm different i'm different to uh, air now i'm back in michigan i'm no longer in new jersey um my he just girl- bounces back and forth he's a nomad i am a nomad um speaking of nomad i need to watch the movie nomadland with francis mcdormand I heard it's great yeah it's like got a lot of oscar buzz maybe we can watch it and talk about it but um uh hiking yeah so my, my girlfriend came and visited me in new jersey she flew in and then we drove like twelve hours back to Michigan together, um, but before we did that, like I showed her around New Jersey. Um, I let her get spit on by a homeless person. We got some really good bagels. Actually, neither nice. neither of, neither of those works.
0: is the works.
1: Yeah, exactly. Neither of those is true. Um, we actually did go on a nice hike though, and it was her first time hiking. She seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> She's uh, never
0: hiked before, dude. <laughs> what kind of girl? That's that's what I mean. That's wow. what she
1: that's what she claimed at least, or maybe wow. it was hiking a mountain. Maybe that's what it was. She <laughs> hasn't hadn't hiked a mountain. And that's what I'm we did. I'm just being
0: that way because she listens to us, so
1: she does. But she, this is probably the last episode she will listen <laughs> to. Yeah, so we hiked this mountain. It was it, not not crazy. It was like 1,200 feet. Um, it kind of steep, but it was just uh, you know, there's some great views up there, and it's a nice, it's a fun way to exercise. Because I know you've gone into a bit of a fitness kick, but can we can we agree that cardio isn't super fun?
0: I hate cardio with a passion. I don't. It's it, it sucks because I don't like weightlifting probably more than like cardio. So I do cardio because it like gets your blood flowing, whereas lifting like I'm not trying to get huge guns or anything like that. Like I'm trying to build my stamina and just like keep my body healthy. So that's why I do cardio, but it's not not fun.
1: It's not fun. And so I I think that doing these outdoor things like bike riding or, or hiking is it's a good way to not only exercise, but it's also fun.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying with like the sun coming out. Like I can go for walks, I can run outside now, and it's not just in a dark cemented basement on a treadmill. And so you get like the sunlight, and you can also just
1: like be with nature, breathing in fresh air. And it was it was a really nice day. Like I know you said you guys had like seventies. It was similar there, seventy and sunny, and um, a nice breeze though. Uh, but it was just it was a good time. Uh, and one thing I just wanted to to point out was we were hiking and there was uh, it's pretty steep like i'm not kidding it's you got to actually use your hands and, and feet together to climb up some of these rocks and i see some people with dogs like i'm talking labs and britneys and you know some some sturdy sturdy animals here and we get towards the bottom cuz we're coming down and i see like a little not a yorkie but like a little lap dog just like maybe maybe a tenth up this mountain not even <laughs> and the owners have like this really like this really cute little thing they probably got from william sonoma like a little thing for the dog to drink out of <laughs> and the dog's eyes were just like as soon as we walked by its eyes were just bulging out of its head and was lapping up all this water and it it, it i felt at that moment like dr doolittle where i could talk to animals <laughs> and i felt like this animal was calling out to me and saying like help me help me. Because he's not—he's got these little stubby legs. He's not built to climb a mountain. That'd be like Rory climbing a mountain. It would be like it looked. It was like maybe, maybe twice the size of Rory, which is still very small.
0: That's funny. Did you? So, just a little sidebar. Did you? So, the thing that people say, like when they're when they're in a relationship, is like you can learn a lot about somebody by traveling on a road trip with them. So, yeah. on the ride back for twelve hours, did you? In, did you in Victoria? Did you? bond over the 12-hour drive home
1: i think so you know it's always a risk Did you listen to our podcast on repeat we did not we did not i actually you know like much like you i don't like to listen to our own voices so the only time i actually listen to the pods is when uh you send me the draft to review that's like the only time i listen to them and uh it's always a risk with going on trips with a significant other because it's a test right like you're You're around them a lot, uh, you know, pretty much nonstop for a certain amount of time. And, you know, you worry some with some people like, are we going to is this like when we're going to figure out we don't have anything else to talk about? Like, have we (laughs) reached our end? Uh, And and it wasn't that way. So it was it was good to get past that. But no, it was it made the drive back because I've I've made that drive. It's between 10 and a half and 12 hours, depending on traffic. Um, I've done that like, you know, five or six times there and back. And it's much easier when you have. Somebody else there to like talk to. And, right, exactly. Yeah. Do you want to know what I hate? Tell me about it.
0: Speaking of driving, I hate aftermarket LED headlights on cars.
1: Are those like the blue ones that like burn those are, your like, eyes? like the bright
0: blue ones that make you I go hate blind. Em, hate them. Hate them. I drive and I have a very very hard time seeing like at night. Do you have an Especially stigmatism? what's like, I have no idea. Is that well, I don't know what that is.
1: It, it's like where the light in the darkness turns like big diamonds. Like it gets like really pulled, you know, like vertically. Like yes, yeah, looks-
0: like I can't see very well because lighting just blinds me when I'm driving at night. So it's very hard to see. And then like if it's raining, I have a very hard time seeing at all in the first place. But those lights are just so unnecessary. Like I don't yeah. know what the point of them is because it's very dangerous because you could blind somebody and they could get in a car accident because they're so freaking bright.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I don't like, like what is the
0: What is the point of them, Mr. My truck is lifted 15 feet off the ground oh, and I God. have a revving engine and
1: lifted truck with
0: I've truck nuts on the back of my
1: <laughs> you should you should totally put truck nuts on the back of your forward focus yeah
0: I'll, it's a ford fusion but Ford
1: fusion sorry sorry I'll put
0: truck nuts on my ford fusion fusion mm. nuts
1: yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah no I, I feel you I, I also hate those lights it does it doesn't make sense to me like does it actually work better for them like can they see better? it
0: does my mom doesn't have aftermarket ones. They came with her new Ford Escape, and the thing is, they like auto bright. So if she's driving on a back road by herself, it'll auto automatically turn on the brights. And then if it senses another car coming, it'll turn off the brights. Which I also think is a problematic experience as well. Because what if it doesn't recognize it and you're blinding somebody? Yeah. But it's just unnecessary to have those super bright lights. I feel you. Yeah. And to. Stay like on course of I think I've gone like two episodes now without saying anything like super controversial about a political thing. It's yeah, been since the Arkansas stuff, but um today I just want to share with you what I love about customer service. Hit I have some it. customer service stories that I want to share. So I worked a year and a half at Meyer as a cart pusher and then I worked three and a half years ish doing garden center like stocking and like vending and being a merchandiser for the garden center. So that's five years of customer experience. Now I've been in a call center for about six months, but before that, like I worked in it. So I was also doing customer service was just more like coworker facing. And in my nine years of customer service, I've got some stories. And so one of the stories I want to say is when I first started pushing carts and when I was in the morning shift, I would have like a break around 9am. So I get two donuts from the Meyer bakery because Meyer bakery is, literally the best bakery ever and the donuts are very good and i was eating a donut eating a donut and an old guy walks up to me and he goes hey do you know where the hand sanitizer is and this is probably like my second week of me being by myself not being trained by anyone and i go no sorry i think it's up by health and beauty and he goes he looks at me and goes well you're not very useful are you
1: wow wow do you, remember what, do you, do you remember what you looked like old probably a
0: short old guy with white hair wrinkly skin and just mean he hurt he hurt 17 year old Stevens feelings.
1: Hopefully he's dead now. <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving like fast
0: forwarding to to yesterday Saturday, March 10th or April 10th, I have a story which is spot, brought on by this customer service story 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 stuff stuff. And so a guy called us and proceeded to cuss out my coworker because apparently we were holding his taxes for like a month or whatever, which is not true. Coworker hangs up from him. It's fine. He calls me now and he's automatically cussing me out because we aren't printing him a debit card on the weekend, which we don't do in the first place. So he is literally every other word is like, that's F'd up F F F F F. So I'm letting this guy rant for like five minutes on the phone, just cussing me out verbally harassing or assaulting me, just saying every word, yada, 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 I was like, well, we don't print cards on Saturdays. And he's like, well, is that so? I said, yes, it is. <laughs> and then he asked, he was like, okay, then he said, okay, then let me speak with a, and then I just clicked transfer before he could even wow. <laughs> finish his sentence. What I was a like, boss nope. What a boss Earlier move. in the week is like peak customer service story. There's a guy who's calling, he wants his balance. So I give him the balance on his account and he's like, okay, let me go get a pencil. So I'm thinking he's just like walking downstairs to write it down. All of a sudden, I just, like, hear him outside, like, going, like, heavy breathing because he's walking outside. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then he starts saying, yeah, I had an illness, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't fun. And he's like, yeah, I broke my leg. So now when it's cold or it's going to rain, like, I can feel things. And I'm like, oh, that, I mean, that makes sense. And then he, he goes. should be a
1: meteorologist. I think we should have <laughs> right. people with, like, arthritis and stuff who can feel the weather just be like, yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be rainy. <laughs> yeah,
0: it reminds me of Mean Girls when the girl is, um touching her upper body she's like it's like i have espn or something (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, that's good and the guy's walking telling me about his leg and he's like i also got a catheter and i was like oh (laughs) he then proceeds to tell me what a catheter is where it goes on your body and what happens with it and how you drain the catheter and everything unprovoked i didn't ask for this all the while he's still walking and telling me about his catheter and how he has to urinate with a catheter (laughs) i didn't ask this This is his call center representative at a financial institution. I did not ask for this. He just is divulging all of this information voluntarily. I was like, okay. And then he knocks on a window and goes, and the lady goes, hi, how can I help you? And he's like, can I have a pen and paper? So he like walked up to some McDonald's window (laughs) for a pen and paper to write down his account balance while telling me about a catheter. It was a 15 minute long conversation. It was chaos. And that's kind of why I like my job. Like I get cussed out maybe once every month, if that. Like it's not very. Frequently, do you have like an upset person who's like swearing at you? But like all the old ladies I talk to, I know I've said it before and before and before, they're so awesome. And you can learn so much by them just by speaking on the phone with them. They'll be like, Yeah, I've been a member with you guys for 40 years and back when it was this, 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 and like my kids and yada, yada. And you get like some history behind it. And then you get the guys that call you and be like, Yeah, I had a a wire shoved up my urethra. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. That's why I love it here is for customer service people being punching bag for everyone
1: that's amazing uh why why do you love it here why do you love it here (laughs) try and top Uh, that sucker yeah yeah thanks thanks for that setup um all right so my my hate it here is uh it's a story coming to us from from the great state of texas uh i'll take it back maybe not so great state of texas given the past 12 months but (laughs) though there was the this woman named ayanna williams who uh who first held the record for the world's longest fingernails uh in 2017 at the time they were 226.9 inches on her fingers no thank and you. then they were just cut uh for the first time in 30 years and the final the final standing was 288.8 inches uh and i have the-
0: nothing to say about that
1: I feel like there's nothing more that needs to be said. Why I hate it, unless you, if you look at the pictures, it's horrendous. Because apparently, at some point, nails they start to curl. Oh my God! I clicked on the link in the doc. I'm not okay. It's gross.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I needed a warning before I clicked
1: on it. It's truly horrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? She's like a mother and grandmother. Can you imagine that being your grandmother? Like, could she hold? Could she hold a baby?
0: I don't know what she could do. Can she drive a car? Like I don't. She could, but I don't know. What is it? Why would you want to? I, I, I have no. I have nothing further to say. You're no, you're
1: though. basically immobile for 30, Well, maybe not all thirty years, but at some point, your nails get too long to wear. How do you get dressed?
0: How do you not break a nail?
1: You know what? We were talking about this last episode with Tyler. You need. You need. I bet you if you if you went by her routine for how to keep your nails, she was like, keep them moist. You know, keep some cocoa butter, shea butter, uh, lotion, and biotin, vitamin <laughs> B. It's great for the nails. Uh, lots of milk, I'm guessing, in her diet. So, uh, I hate it here just because of the fact that this woman had 288.8 inches of nails.
0: I-, I don't blame you at all.
1: Uh, and then my love it here is Skyfall, which is, uh, I think, Daniel Craig's third James Bond movie. Came out in 2012. Uh it's, I'm not a huge Bond guy, right? I think I grew up with Pierce Brosnan being the Bond guy, playing a little bit of Goldeneye. And then, what What was the one that you had on GameCube? Was it Nightfire or something?
0: Yeah, Nightfire. And there was Everything or Nothing, so there's, Goldeneye was good, Nightfire was probably my favorite one, and then you had Everything or Nothing on the GameCube as well.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I haven't really been a huge Bond guy, but I recently, you know, with the quarantine, I started watching... A few of them. I watched, like, the Brosnan ones on Netflix or whatever. And then I watched uh, Casino Royale and then Quantum of Solace. And then I just rented Skyfall on uh, Amazon the other day. And uh, I watched it twice. I, I watched it one night, and I had 48 hours to watch it the next night. It is incredible. And I was afraid it wasn't going to be because I've... Have you heard about this movie, or have you seen it before?
0: Oh, I've seen it before, yeah.
1: I, I went into it, and I heard... You know, if you look at top Bond movies, uh, people are like, oh, this is the best one ever. Like, out of 50 years of Bond movies, it's the best one. I was like, all right. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, but I was not prepared. It was... It, it's an exceptional movie. Uh, it's, It's got some great performances. But the thing that really stood out to me more than Javier Bardem doing, like, one of the best villain performances in a Bond movie, I love that... Sh- you know what shot I'm talking about where he... Bond is, like uh tied up in a chair and he's like in a room with servers in like this abandoned island off macau and javier bardem comes down this elevator it opens and for like 40 seconds you get the intro to the villain and he's telling you about like these rats that eat each other yes (laughs) and it becomes like it becomes like a like an allegory for how he is with bond and how they were like a band It just it tells you so much about the character and also about like their relationship to bond and about their uh, just their psyche. Um, but what really got me about this movie, I kind of went on a little bit of a went off there. But <laughs> the thing that I loved about this movie was just the cinematography. Oh, I think it's it, beautiful. It's so captivating. Like I think
0: that's the one where it does not take place in like a snow snow area? Uh, or is it Spectre.
1: I, I think you're thinking of Spectre. Oh,
0: but that's one with uh Adele.
1: No, this Skyfall is the one with the Dell.
0: Yeah, the one yeah, you're yeah. talking about has a yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Skyfall. Yeah, it, it, she, she has. Yeah, that's a great song too. That's probably one of the best Bond songs. But the, the scenes I'm thinking of that just like, got me in were, uh, like, there's this scene in I think Shanghai in a tower where it's like an all glass, you know, like glass doors and windows, and uh, there's like an assassin who's gonna shoot somebody in another building, and. Uh, Like, all the lights are off inside the tower that that he and Bond are in, and he doesn't know Bond's following him. Uh, And they just do such cool things with the angles and, like, the reflection of the glass. And there's, like, a giant, uh, like, jellyfish advertisement on, uh, like, another tower, like, another uh, screen on a tower. It's just, it's it's hard not to just stare at it. And then there's another shot where he's going to this island uh, casino. And there's like lanterns that are lighting up the the water that he's going on a boat to get to this casino. And it's it's just one of the most beautiful movies I've ever watched.
0: Oh, it's great. And then Bond movies always have the best like driving scenes, like action scenes, like the camera work on the driving scenes and the fighting scenes is always top notch. Yeah, yeah. And Sam Mendes, who's a director, has also quite the established... filmography for like his directorial work like I think he did 1917 which was just
1: impressive work
0: of cinematography
1: yeah I I haven't seen 1917 but I know like was that a one-shot movie
0: yeah that was like one shot quote-unquote one shot I mean it had long takes and everything but it like the camera work just looks like it's one continuous take
1: that's incredible
0: and that was I was blown away by the cinematography of that and all obviously it has Judy Dench
1: yeah, Dame Judi Dench.
0: Just she was on. Um, I just watched uh, Murderer on the Orient Express, and she was in that. She's just such a, a treat. Every time you see her in something, it just like you know that it's gonna be a good. Ooh,
1: you know, I was just looking at the cinematographer for 1917, Roger Deacon. Yes. Also did Skyfall.
0: Oh, that would make sense.
1: He also did Fargo, and let me see what else. No Fargo country, is good. No Country for Old Men, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Shawshank. Dude, this guy's just—he's doing just nothing but bangers.
0: Sir, he's a sir now. Cool,
1: sir. Raj. see, see, you can do Sir Lancelot, whatever your name was. You cannot do that, but if you're knighted, you can become <laughs> a sir. Yeah. So if if you haven't seen Skyfall, highly I'm recommend it. I'm gonna watch it. it again just for that. I'm gonna add it to my
0: letterboxed watch later.
1: Skyfall. It, it made a billion dollars too. So shouts out to shouts out to money. I'll
0: let you know my thoughts. But yeah, Skyfall's a great film. I'm looking forward to his final. I think the upcoming Bond is Daniel Craig's final appearance as James Bond.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: And I'm curious to see who the next one is. I know that Idris Elba was thought of as being Dude, I would have loved the next one, Idris- and that'd be awesome if he is. So hopefully he is, and we'll see. I wouldn't be mad with like Richard Madden, who uh, was Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. He's been pretty cool as like action star, and he'd be pretty cool as it too, I think. That's all we have for I Love It Here, I Hate It Here. Uh, my album recommendation is going to be Fearless by Taylor Swift. Connors is going to be That's What They All Say by Jack Harlow. If you have any album recommendations, movie recommendations, recommendations on how to be better, if you want to be a guest on our podcast, uh, email us at I Love It Here, I Hate It Here at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Love Hate It Here. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Love It Here, I Hate It Here. I think that is everything that I typically say when concluding the podcast. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next week for more of listening to us and peace and love. Use your blinkers.